Hey everyone, this is Leticia from Paris and you're listening to Powerful Podcasting Stories, the show that reveals how podcasters, creators and editors around the world do it behind the scenes, behind the microphone. I challenged myself to get at least 100 episodes in 10 days. Are you curious enough to know if I succeeded or not? Well, you have to keep listening. Today we're talking about editing with a podcaster who is usually off mic and in the dark, editing the episodes we end up listening. What's their process of making them complete? Let's listen to our guest's powerful story. Hey, my name is Brian and I'm a sound editor from the Philippines. Are you the host and editor of your own show? Or do you simply edit someone else's show? Right, so I edit... Uh, other shows, so I edit for other people, a broad range of types of uh, podcasts, uh, ranging from entrepreneurship to self-help and business coaching, all the way to the spiritual type of uh, podcasts. So yeah, I I help edit other people's shows. Do you have a background in sound design, journalism, content editing? Like, what's your background? And what got you into podcasting? Okay, so I got into the audio industry around uh, 2011. I was always into music uh, from a very early age, uh, play the piano. But yeah, I've always enjoyed podcasts. I first learned about them when I got uh, an iPod Touch. Uh, 2011, I'm not sure what generation that is. Uh, definitely not the first. Uh, but yeah, iPod Touch back in 2011. Learned about podcasts, and uh, that was the best way to learn about current trends in the fitness industry, actually. Uh, That was my career path at the time. Uh, Yeah, so I've always consumed podcasts, uh, anything that rotates around fitness, uh, self-help, and then, of course, uh, location sound, because I, I eventually... Uh, shifted careers into location sound for film and media, and you're you're all around uh, audio post production nerd. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've been editing dialogue uh, f- and mixing for films uh, and composing uh, a bit of music to picture since 2011. Uh, started looking into podcast editing, specifically around last quarter of 2018 actually and uh yeah like almost anything today uh you find your way through the internet and now fortunately i'm still here uh editing podcasts on what software do you edit the podcasts is it effective and fast enough for you so i've always used adobe audition uh, for editing audio and sound for film and media uh, primarily because we've been using adobe premiere as our uh, primary uh, NLE uh, as our primary film editing uh, application. So it was only natural that we used Adobe Audition um, back when it wasn't still a Creative Cloud subscription. But anyway, um, in terms of effectiveness, well, you know, like any other software, you are most efficient with the software that you know. So just pick one, uh, pick one where you, you know, Pick a software where you feel comfortable with, uh, where you gravitate uh, to, and stick with it. And 
eventually you'll become efficient. What kind of podcast formats do you edit most? How long are they? How many guests? How much sound design is involved? So I primarily edit interview types of podcasts, followed by solo narratives. And the interviews are usually an hour long. The narratives are usually 20 to 40 minutes. Um, it's usually just the guest and the host. Although I did, I did edit. I previously edit. edit Although I previously edited for a show that had a host and co-host and then the guest. Um, but uh, usually it's just the guest and the host. And as much as I want to do sound design <laughs> uh, for my podcasts, uh, the current podcasts that I edit for has very minimal, close to no sound design. So it's purely dialogue editing, uh, mixing and mastering end to end. What is the most challenging episode you edited and why? Tell us what happened. The challenging episodes to edit are the episodes where the podcaster you work with is not willing to be coached, right? <laughs> so whether they conduct their interviews or their recordings, well, whether they conduct their interviews in person or they conduct it uh, via remote recording solutions, whether it's an interview or a narrative, uh, is the podcasters that don't want to be coached that are the most difficult <laughs> to work with. Um, and their episodes are almost always the episodes that are difficult to edit for various reasons, right? Because recording in person, on location, or uh, remotely, they all come with their different sets of challenges. So it's a matter of how you onboard your guest. If it's a, um, if it's an interview or how you go about your recording um, mic techniques and your recording best practices, right? If it's a solo narrative. So yeah, uh, those are the challenging episodes. But other than that, as long as, uh, as there's always a learning curve right i mean for for beginning podcasters you'd always expect their first few their first 10 20 episodes there's always a bit of a learning curve and then eventually uh they get it and they they achieve a quality that they're happy with and that you're happy with and then and in that case it's uh that would be the best case scenario take us briefly through what you as an editor receive to what you deliver like an exported complete interview. Tell us more about your whole editing process. Right, so as much as I want all my clients to be recording in WAV, 44.1 kilohertz, 16 bit, bit depth. Unfortunately, some of them are still invested in a solution that record in a lossy format. And again, it, it really depends on the client you're working with, if to their ears, that sound quality sounds good enough for them, then you work with what you have, right? In terms of deliverables, most uh, podcast hosting platforms nowadays, they accept MP3 formats, um, 96 kilobits per second, uh, mono. So yeah, that's usually the exported files that I work with. Whole editing process, all right. 
as for my as for my editing process as for my editing process so you know i typically batch process the files as for my editing process so i usually batch process the raw files i always keep a backup uh, because batch processing is a destructive uh, type of editing uh, back in audition so your typical normalization uh, noise reduction and mouth declicking just to you know uh, small strokes over the entire uh, recording and then that's basically it for my automation everything else uh, in the pipeline from from that point forward is pretty much accomplished manually in the DAW so that's from show assembly to content editing to mixing so I actually mix as I go uh, and then always mix with the meter uh, the loudness meter that comes stock with audition the loudness radar uh, by TC electronic but yeah uh, mix as I go and then usually when I export I just double check if it needs to be matched uh, in terms of loudness for the delivery specs and usually it's 19 minus and usually it's minus 19 LUFS mono or minus 16 LUFS stereo right so that's basically my process if you're not the host do you as an editor have the right to remove content from the interview Right, so for this question, uh, it really depends. Usually, it's a conversation I have with the host even before we begin working together. So if he or she decides that uh, they want their show to be family-friendly, then, then it's pretty obvious that all expletives and explicit content or any form of cursing has to be content edited out. And most of the podcasters I work with, they veer away from bleeping and audio censorship. If we can content edit out the cursing and keep the thought cohesive, they always prefer that versus uh, bleeping uh, curses. But if it can't be helped, uh, because that was the point that the interviewee wanted to send across, then uh, we either remove an entire section or we bleep it, basically. Uh, on the other side of the coin, I also do work with other podcasters where, you know, it's a no-holds-barred type of podcast uh, where anything goes. And in that case, then it's really more of a straightforward edit. Um, in terms of rearranging content, I haven't gotten that far when it comes to content editing. Uh, that's more for a formally structured type of edit. In that case, I usually get, I usually, you know, talk to the host first if they really, you know, that usually, that conversation usually comes around when they want to <laughs> reduce uh, total running time. Let's say if the interview is 40 minutes and they want to cut it down to 20, <laughs> then I'm going to need help from them and pick out the sections that they do want to maintain. Of course, help them uh, make a cohesive interview. But other than that, uh, that's about the, the extent of the content editing that I perform. And finally, share with us some of the tips and tricks that top podcast editors use to make audio sparkle. 
pick your weapon of choice and stick with it. <laughs> so whether it's headphones or in-ear monitors or uh, near-field studio monitors, whatever gear you use, understand them and then listen to how your mixes translate across all different forms of playback devices. And uh, once you understand your gear, uh, you'll get better at mixing uh, your podcasts. Thank you so much for being an inspiring guest on my show. And thank you for sharing your process, challenges, tips, and tricks with us. Thanks for having me, Leticia. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. To know more about your guest, you can find all the links in the description below, including a special link. If you're a podcaster and would like to participate as a guest, go ahead and be my guest. This challenge was recorded asynchronously on Rumble Studio. If you too want to create podcasts at scale, try it for free. Well, with this episode, I'm 1% closer to my goal. But have I reached 100? See you in the next episode.